0: I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, August 22nd. Two people were rescued after a one-alarm house fire in Quincy yesterday. Flames broke out at the two-family home at 159 Crescent Street in West Quincy at about 10.30 yesterday morning. Firefighters used a ladder to rescue two people from the second-floor roof. Quincy Fire Chief Joe Jackson says the fire broke out in a kitchen area, although the cause is undetermined. City inspectors were called to the scene after officials say there may have been an illegal rental unit in that home. A Quincy police officer was also treated for smoke inhalation. Quincy police say somebody is using their main telephone number to try and scam people into turning over personal information. Police say they have received several reports of people receiving calls from the Maine Quincy Police telephone number of 617-479-1212, and then being accused of a crime and asking for personal information. Police remind people to never turn over personal information over the phone, and if anyone receives such a call, to report it right away. A busy agenda today for the Quincy Zoning Board of Appeals. The board will review proposals for a six-story, 53-unit residential building on Hancock Street in Wollaston and a four-story, 27-unit building Right around the corner on Wentworth Road, the Marion Group is proposing both projects. Also on today's agenda, a proposal for a 32-unit residential building on Totman Street in South Quincy. Developer Sean Galvin wants to tear down his two-story office building at that site and replace it with the new four-story condo building. A garage underneath would have 27 parking spaces with 22 spaces at the surface. The zoning board will meet today at 6 at Quincy City Hall. Well, there are quite a few online fundraisers for Lahaina families who were burned out of their homes. One of them was started by a Quincy woman in the name of a man that she worked with two decades ago at a local company. When she saw the Maui devastation, she knew she had to find her old friend and help him get back on his feet, Max Tournay, a Massachusetts native who moved to Maui 15 years ago. He works for Habitat for Humanity, but now finds himself, his wife Mary, and their son Ollie homeless, wondering if life will ever be the same. Their neighborhood was destroyed by the fires. An old friend, Debbie Weissman Classy, who used to work with Tournai 20 years ago in Massachusetts, finally got in touch with him days after the fire to learn that the family had lost everything. So she launched a fundraising page which has already exceeded its $15,000 goal. For now, home for the Tournay family is a donated Airbnb, and the memories of their frightening drive away from the flames is still quite vivid. They made it out and understand why some of their neighbors will never return, but they plan to stay and hope that a visit by President Biden yesterday will cement Lahaina's plight in the public eye. So the world keeps focused on the enormous task at hand. Grateful goodbyes echoed in the hallways inside Boston Children's Hospital. Healthcare heroes sending the Squillanti family home to Weymouth. Stevie, his skin so yellow, really needed a healthy liver to fight biliary atresia. But these days, there is no shortage of sweet Steve smiles, all thanks to what mom shannon gave after donor testing caught an early blood cancer in dad shannon learned that she was fortunately a perfect match for their son this month the Squalanti celebrated a successful liver transplant steve woke up a healthy color and ready to play. As for Stephen's health journey, the family was relieved to have a positive visit at Dana-Farber this summer and will return in six months. In the many months they waited for a match for baby Steve, the Squalante stayed busy by supporting other families in the hospital through tiny transplant titans. To donate to the organization's care package efforts or to register to become an organ donor, you can visit tinytransplanttitans.com. A 17-year-old turned himself into police over the weekend after allegedly punching a state trooper and fleeing into the woods following a traffic stop in Norwell late Friday night. State police in a statement, said a trooper first stopped a Dodge Durango driven by the teen's mother at about 11.45 p.m. Friday on Pond Street in Norwell after the vehicle drove up behind the trooper's cruiser at a high speed and pulled in front of the trooper on Route 3. State police said the trooper found the Durango had an expired inspection sticker and learned a 17-year-old associated with the car had three active arrest warrants. The same teen allegedly had a known violent history towards police. Police said the trooper stopped the Durango on Pond Street in Norwell after it took an exit off Route 3. As she activated her emergency lights, the trooper saw a passenger in the car climb over the center console into the back seat. State police said the trooper approached the car, confirmed the person who climbed into the back seat was the wanted 17-year-old, and asked the teen to get out. The trooper started to escort the teen out of the car, at which point He tried to flee as the trooper pulled the suspect back toward her. Suspect turned and struck the trooper in the face with a closed fist, then pushed her away with both hands while shouting a vulgarity at her. Police said the trooper chased the teen before ending her pursuit near a wooded area. Trooper was later treated for injuries to her face and released from a hospital. Back at the scene in Norwell, additional investigators searched for the teen but did not find him. Police said they began the process of obtaining a new arrest warrant, charging the teen in connection with the alleged assault on the trooper. On Sunday, police said the teen surrendered at the Cohasset Police Station. Both the teen and his mother are Cohasset residents. Teens now expected to be arraigned in the near future on new charges related to events last Friday night, as well as charges on his prior warrants. Christmas tree shops store closing sales missed revenue targets by $14 million, according to an attorney representing the Middleborough-based retailer. During the hearing in Wilmington, Delaware, the U.S. bankruptcy judge converted Christmas tree shop's bankruptcy to a Chapter 7 liquidation, stressing that a court-appointed trustee should take over the discounted home decor chain's finances to address doubts about unpaid employee wages as businesses come to a close. Struggling retailer filed for Chapter 11 back in May and then announced liquidation sales at all of its stores in July after defaulting on a loan that funds its bankruptcy. An attorney for bankruptcy lender and store liquidator, Hillco Global, told the court the Christmas tree shop's management exceeded its loan budget and told employees they'd receive bonuses that their client never agreed to fund. The judge ultimately got the two sides to agree to pay $1.17 million to store-level employees who worked during the going-out-of-business sales. Hilco initially pushed back, arguing it didn't didn't trust Christmas Tree Shops' ability to calculate the wages, but changed its tune when the judge threatened to withhold fees for bankruptcy lawyers if workers weren't paid. Christmas Tree Shops closed all of its remaining 82 stores this past weekend, Marking the end of a run that started in 1970 when its first location opened in Yarmouthport, the chain's iconic store that is at the base of the Cape Sagamore Bridge will be turned into a spirit Halloween. It is not clear what will become of the other closed stores. A check of business news this morning: stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 36. The Nasdaq rose 206, and the S&P is up 30. Global stocks and Wall Street futures rose as traders wait for signs of interest rate plans from this week's Fed conference. Dollar is down, the euro was up, oil at $79 a barrel. In sports, Red Sox winning streak comes to an end in Houston last night as the Astros beat them 9-4. Series continues tonight at 8 o'clock. Forecast today from the National Weather Service, mostly sunny and pleasant with a high of 78 degrees. For tonight, clear, low 59. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 77. Cloudy on Thursday, the high of 76. And looks like rain on Friday, the high of 72. The boater today waves a couple of feet, wind out of the north, gusting to 20 knots, becoming easterly. Five to ten knots later today. High tide right after four PM. Sunrise five fifty eight, set at seven thirty four. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Tuesday, august twenty second.